eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Ah, here we are. Welcome to Title 24, presented by NBC Sports. With you, myself, Ricky Carmichael, and Ryan Villapoto, coming to you each week. Uh, this is Season 2. We're excited to uh, to be here with you guys. Thanks to United Motorsports, Quad Lot Case, uh, Boxo USA, and Dunlop Tires. Dunlop Tires is a new partner this year for Season 2. And, um, you know, great weekend off. RV, you are uh, traveling you were uh, out east riding yeah. as well, right? How was that? Pretty good? Yeah, yeah. Been really busy. Was uh, out at uh, Randy Hawkins' place for the 2024 uh-huh. um, YZ um, FX uh, media intro launch. And then I landed home on Saturday, flew back out Sunday, and now I'm in Park City um, for ski week with the kids. So, yeah, it's been it's been on the go. And uh, we're, we are remote today, myself anyways. And uh, looking forward to the right. show, man. It's good. There you go. Yeah, yes, sir. Well, I'll be remote. We both got a couple of busy weeks coming up. Uh, everyone that listens or uh, or watches Title Twenty Four, Ryan and I do have jobs, um, <laughs> good good kind of jobs, stuff that we want to do. So I'll be I'll be working remotely and uh, on the pod for the next couple of weeks uh, as well. So uh, good stuff, all good stuff. You guys will love it. Um, so what we like to do here on Title Twenty Four is uh, engage with the fans, and uh, we're going to get right into it because it was an off weekend. This gives us uh, an opportunity to get back to the fans and all these questions uh, that you guys have been asking all season. So what we've done uh, this week is we've come up with some uh, rapid fire fan questions. Uh, I'm going to read some of the questions and well, all of the questions and RV is going to give us some quick answers. Uh, There's a couple that I would like to chime chime in on as well, but uh, trying to pay you guys back for um, all the engagement. So, RV, are you ready to do this, my man? Let's do this. Yeah, game show right here. <laughs> that's that's right, dude. All right, first one, DP Gill 23 Does Jet have it figured out this early on, on in his 450 career? Does Chase Sexton come back and give Jet a run for his money? Take it away, well, champ. <clears throat> well, I do think that Jet, for, for as young as he is, as much as he's raced, um, he does have it very, very well figured out. Uh, we're seeing these little mistakes from him um, right, currently, but uh, no, I do think he has it figured out. I don't know if Chase is going to be able to bridge that gap over the entire season. Yes, I think Chase is going to get better. I think he's going to win some more races, but uh, all in all for, for championship hunt, 
um, he's going to have to bridge that gap a bit more. Oh, perfect. Okay, number two, Fab Pal 10. Will anyone be able to run Jet down and be able to pass him? It hasn't been done yet. Yeah, is anybody going to be able to run Jet down? That's 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 uh, going to be hard. I think it's going to come down to somebody's going to have to have a perfect weekend, and, and that means either Eli, Chase, AP, um, you know, yeah, we have not seen Jet been, been caught and passed. Right. Um, I'm, I'm waiting to see that point, but right now um, he's the one coming through the pack with these bad starts. So uh, we haven't seen it yet. Uh, even Kenny, we're looking at Kenny Anderson. All these guys have the potential to to do that if Jet is is on a little bit of an off weekend. But so far, thus far, we have not seen anybody be able to pass through Jet and come up to the front. It's always yeah. Jet to the front. Dude, I love it. Uh, MX Goosey, kind of same similar question. Um, if Jet is out in front, is Kenny the only rider that can catch and pass him? If not, who can? So you're gonna that kind of baits you up a little bit. Yeah, you're gonna pick some dudes off here if you. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, honestly, and 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 for for the riders that are on the line, I'm gonna say um, Kenny is is capable of 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 running that pace, catching yeah, Jet. I agree. Potentially. I agree. Um, same with Chase on on good weekends for him. I don't think we've he's really found his his stride yet. He's had a couple good races, but also a couple bad ones. Anderson too. He's one of those guys you don't really know what you're going to get out of him every single weekend, and he can come out just swinging some of these weekends. Um, so I, I I can I could see him potentially doing that. Um, let's see who else am I forgetting, Ricky? Uh, well, I mean, the, I mean, there's so many, there's so many guys RV that honestly could do exactly what what you're saying if they're in the right place, the right time. Yep. Eli could do that if if he is on one. Kenny certainly can. Maybe yep. even El Hombre on the right on 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 the right track. Cooper Webb on a really Ooh, tight yep. technical track, right? Like a like an Indy something like that. Uh, where there's short shoots or short lanes. There's there's so many guys that can. I mean, for me, RV, I, I don't want to, like, sit here and guess and speculate. All those guys that you mentioned that I mentioned, they, they can, but they better be on it. That, 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 right? That's what I think. 100%. 100%. Right now, Jet's, Jet is in his own league right now because he is the only one coming through the pack. Yeah. He's the only one that's uh, – you know, been able to stay cons- pretty consistent through this. A um, couple wins already on the season. So yep. uh, the boys have some work to do. There you go. Uh, excuse me for not maybe not getting this name right, but uh, it's either Sh- Charlton 74 or Carlton 74 if the, uh, if the age is silent. Uh, can Kenny go back-to-back this weekend in Arlington and make himself a title threat? Arlington, yes, uh, yeah. I think that he potentially can at Arlington with the with that track layout, with that dirt. Um, yeah. It could work in his favor. Uh, man, I, I I I think his his motorcycle's working well, and I also think he's working well with the motorcycle. He knows that, um, you know, just watching him, he's he's in a very good place. He's happy. He's comfortable, and I think that's what Kenny that needs to 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 win um, some more races this year. Uh, Riley Addison's, how do you think Chase Sexton will push through his hand injury moving to Arlington? You know, a good thing we have this weekend off, right? With these little nagging injuries that we already see, um, you know, this, this soon into the, into the series. Um, it's good to kind of have these weekends off. So I presume the hand injury is going to, I'm not saying it's going to be gone, but it should be substantially better. 
could get a little time off the bike, get some therapy into that hand. Um, right. and, and hopefully, you know, it's, it's look, it's probably not going to be 100%, but, uh, look, there's a lot of times myself, you and, and a whole laundry yeah. list of riders that go out and race and win races, um, with nagging injuries. So that's what he's going to have to do. He's going to come out to come out swinging in Arlington. Dang. Love it. Yes. Okay. Next jinx mama. Does Eli get one more pass for Arlington? Good question. And mm-hmm. we wait to see what happens in Daytona. Are we giving a are we giving him a pass, RV? That's a good question. Yeah, no, I I mean look, if if yeah, let's let's go ahead and give him a pass at Arlington. Um I haven't seen I don't think anybody has anybody has seen our Eli's true potential this season just yet. Um and if we're going to see it, Daytona seems like it's his home place, let's call it home, where he's really really feels comfortable. Um he gets his riding style suits Daytona um SX pretty pretty well in the past from what we've all seen. He's a he's a master of that place. So yes, let's give him a pass here at Arlington and let's put all of our uh let's put our magnifying glasses down and, and let's let's watch at Daytona. Yeah, I think it uh to 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 um to to add on that, R V, I heard that uh Eli might be somewhere in the vicinity where uh, around where I live trying to improve that uh improve that bike uh so that'll be interesting to see and just to expand on it real quick i know this is rapid fire i agree with you i want to give him one more pass because points wise uh he still has time to get it together he's not you know he's not below that uh that 24 point mark yet he is uh let's see here we're looking at the points he's 17 points back if he gets outside of 20 I think that um, he's going to have his hands full. But if he can maintain that getting into Daytona and yep. he gets back to championship form, I think, uh, I, think, uh, I think he deserves and he's earned that pass. For okay. sure. Yep. All right. Uh, Birdine, or Birdine 28. Who in the premier class has the most to gain or lose this weekend? Oof. <laughs> Ooh, Aaron, Aaron, can we get that points list up real quick if we got time yeah, for that? Throw that points up. Let's see go. here that we see. I would say that the gain. I'm going to say Anderson and Coop have everything to gain, and let's say let's put it on Jet and uh, and yeah. uh, Chase for a lot yeah. to lose. Right, Chase is sitting yeah. six down right now off a of Jet. AP's hovering around nine down, but I think mm-hmm. that uh, but Coop, right? Where I think I've said this in the past on the show that I think that he he's going to be in this for the long haul. He's showing that he is. He's only ten points down, so I would say. Coop is probably out of the out of those right now is the biggest one to uh, come out of Arlington swinging and making sure that he's ready for Daytona. Yeah, I think that um, I think Aaron Plessinger is a guy that needs a bounce back. Um, he's been riding well. He certainly has. I feel like the last. I know he's different this year, but I feel in the years past he's a little. He's kind of rides on emotion, and if things aren't going well. Like he, he, you know, he gets off kilter, if you will. So uh, that's, that's kind of what I'm going to be looking for going into Arlington as far as uh, pertaining to that question. Uh, So we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, MX Goosey's back again with five winners in six rounds. Can we possibly see more winners than the last five years? Uh, I, I, you know, so. Let's see, MX Goosey. I think that we're gonna our, our winners are gonna start to um, decline. I think that once we get to you know get through Arlington, we hit this Daytona section, this, and, and that's when we kind of consider as racers. Um, 
even though it's not really true halfway, we can, as racers, we consider it halfway. I think the winning streaks or the winners are going to start to condense and we're going to get two or three that are going to start where cream always rises to the top. And I think that's, what's going to happen towards the end yeah. of this season. Yeah. Especially some guys, as you know, RV, they, they start losing touch of that championship and mm-hmm. just ironically your will and desire to go out there and give it that extra effort to win unless it's there laid out on the silver platter for you, uh, is, is, is much harder. Yeah. All right. Russ 219. What is the difference in performance between the top 20 bikes today compared to in the day? So basically probably my day if you want me to answer this i can i think just 450s has have made things uh a little easier uh to do uh obstacles um the first thing that comes off off of mind to me rv is like if you're going to triple out of a corner you know you don't have to absolutely get the corner just right to have the power to do so where when you're on 252 stroke or certainly a 125 two stroke like in my day you had to hit the rhythms perfect to jump to triples on the 125s and then the 250s if you wanted to triple out of a corner you had to really get the corner right uh, especially yep. later on in that main event so uh, giving you a break on that one that's the differences and and make no mistake about it the data the data that these guys have and the starting devices they're taking those the technique elements not that there isn't technique to getting off of grates metal grates i'm not saying that um it, but it is a little more turnkey for these guys so that, yep. there you go. all right mickey's d i was thinking of those little uh beers mickey d you know yeah or, or mickey's there was okay mickey's, mickey's yeah. d how do you utilize a uh, week off hard training or try and relax and recoup? Well, I think, I think if you're Chase Sexton, right, you are, you are, you are rehabbing your hand, um, but also the engine as you you know, your, 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 your core, your engine, what you need to work on, you're still out there doing the cardio stuff. Um, it's never an off, off weekend, right? Um, you're always keeping up that your fitness side of it. Now it might be, you might not add a ton of load to your program, um, at this time in the season, but you are going to maintain what you have so that uh, as these later rounds start to come in, you haven't lost anything. So um, I know the body wants to take a break. I've been in that position. You're like, man, I just want to take a break. But in the long haul, when you start seeing these 18, 19, you know, at the total of our, our SMX rounds that we have, um, you need to keep that fitness up. So Yes, it is. It mainly it's a mental stress that is relieved because you don't have to fly on Friday. You don't, and you don't have to race, and you don't have to fly back on Sunday. So that's a huge load off your shoulders. Just that alone. Boom. Okay, we're past the halfway mark on the rapid fan uh, fire question. All right. So T Bell, nineteen ninety five. Does Forkner? I think this is what we're all looking for. Does Forkner stay consistent at the top? Uh, the Deegs back for revenge <laughs> this weekend. What do you think? Two-tiered question. Yeah, so um, Austin's looking like good form, man. Austin's looking good form. I haven't seen him this consistent in uh, in a while. He rode well. Obviously, he wasn't under a ton of pressure either. So it's going to be interesting to see when he does get put under the pressure, can he maintain this form that he showed at round one? Um, And I think I think Hayden's going to come out swinging. Um, He, uh, you know, with that first turn crash, the bars, his bike being totally mangled. Um, you need really hard, really hard to, to do anything with that. So I think he's coming, coming out for redemption. He needs to get, uh, needs to get knocked down some wins quickly to, to, to recover in the, the point situation. 
somewhat of a home race for uh, Austin Forkner this week. I remember he's from the Midwest, so uh, think about that little extra fire. He also got hurt here. Yeah. Remember when him and Jet uh, collided there uh, on the finish line? Uh, yeah, jump. I do so, remember that. Every, that was a big one, right? Right. Keep that in mind. And uh, so I think that I think in general, so like a lot of people are going to ask us and you RV aside from you and I on this podcast, like as far as I, I, I want to see Austin do well, but I don't know. That's why I'm excited to race, uh, watch the races every single weekend and see if he can keep the consistency up. So I don't have the right answer. My, my heart, my gut is telling me that he does have it figured out this year. But that's why we watch. So kind mm-hmm. of adding on to adding on to what you say. All right, okay. uh, Carlton seventy four. Uh, if Deegan doesn't win this weekend, is the championship out of reach for him? Uh, I mean, it's look in an eight race series. It is definitely. Um, I mean, look if he sits on the on top of the box um, or on the box second, first, second, or third, um, he still had. There is time to recover. He's not actually out of the points uh, mathematically, right? But. Uh, as these races start to click off, you know, pretty soon they only have a couple races left. It makes it hard. Where are we sitting, Deegan? Uh, he's, a, he's 19 outside. back, I think, right? 19 or, back. So this is all I we're only think, I think, No, no, I think. I think. Uh, we may not have him. Outside uh, no, top. he's not even on. Dude, he's not even on the board. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I, here's what I think, RV. You tell me yep. if I'm wrong. If if you get a guy like Forkner, and you just have to think, Anstey and Forkner, okay, those guys are capable if if they run up front every single weekend and Deegs doesn't have a good weekend this weekend, I think it's going to be tough for him. I really do. I, I, I would agree. Like we just watched for the viewers that are, that watch us on YouTube, we were looking at the, mm-hmm. at the, um, at the running order there in points. And yeah, being that he's not even inside the top 10 and what in 10th was sitting 13 back, um, man, this, we, we, I can just beat on this, this section right here is, is our, this season or the, the, the 250 classes, the short racing, meaning there's only seven rounds, eight rounds. That's so hard to come back from. So yes, he needs to rebound this weekend. Um, if not, it's definitely gonna be hard. Uh, Jacob Chin is McAdoo a title threat. If he stays healthy, I think his speed is slept on. Yes, Cameron has 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 some speed, and he's one of the hardest uh, workers out there. Tries obviously um, very very hard, and sometimes too um, too hard actually. So um, I think uh, Cameron needs to clean up his racing. Right, the little mistakes that we see on the track. If if you guys really pay attention, there's always these little mistakes that that Cam makes um, that. Uh, that ultimately hinders him from from I think having better positions than 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 he should. So yeah. I'm hoping the kid works really hard. Um, you know, he, he uh, obviously we all saw what happened at round one, and he fought through it, raced through it, um, was still stayed out on the track. So the guy's got heart. That's all I can say. Yep, he does. Um, all right, dude, this guy's been around for a while, or this person has been around for a while. Uh, NJP. <laughs> has the showing of triumph and beta been good enough to lure top riders uh at the right price i'm gonna uh, since i'm a triumph guy yeah go um, for it i think it's awesome i think it's awesome that we have more manufacturers coming in with with beta went triumph you got ducati right around the corner um listen make no mistake about it the money talks and um if if if, if it's beta if it's triumph if it's ducati if they are throwing out some serious money uh to an to an a-lister 100 percent. i think that uh 
um, being, <laughs> being, um, uh, what's the word, what's the word I'm looking for RV, like, mm-hmm. um, not deferential, but, uh, you know, if I'm picking sides because I'm a triumph guy, I feel like that bike is good enough. Uh, so getting an a, a lister for sure, uh, they're going to have to spend a little more money than say maybe a, a more proven manufacturer on the MX SX, uh, category right now. But yeah, I think that they, uh, both, both manufacturers have, uh, proven that, uh, they have a bike that is competitive. So that's what I agree. I, I agree. I think the Triumph had a very good showing um, there round one. Um, there's a lot to learn. Like these guys jumping in and, uh, you know, beta Triumph, like you said, Ducati, there's a lot to learn. There's uh, yep. this is it's crazy. The amount of uh, development that goes in. So I'm stoked to see it, but yes, money always talks, but I will say that Triumph right now is, is it looks, the bike looks really good. It's a very, it's a beautiful looking bike. Um, mm-hmm. and those boys rode them pretty well. So I think they're, I think we're going to see some, um, some, uh, it's definitely going to be an option for these riders right. next year after Triumph gets this first season under their belt and they, yeah. and these other riders get to see, um, where the bike's good at, maybe where it's not so good at. And also just how the teams ran. I think, okay, now everybody's going to be like, okay, they're legit. And you know, we're going to, I'm going to take a chance. Right. So, yeah. You just have to assume that we're watching uh, Jalik Swole for the people just listening. We're watching a replay from him and his debut on that uh, Factory Triumph racing machine, getting sixth place. And it was a hard-fought sixth place. He had to work it uh, to get yeah. into the main event when he got cleaned out by Pierce Brown in the heat race. And then uh, he fell in the first corner. So uh, I, I expect uh, that that uh, race team has made some improvements and have learned uh, how the bike works in a race situation. As you know, RV, nothing works in the race like it works at the test track. So uh, yep. I think that they will continue to improve. Uh, all right, five five laps to go here on the uh, Rapid Fire Fan Questions. Christopher Parrish, what's it like being at the top of the sport? Lonely, perhaps? Love the show. Thank you. you t- yeah, I mean, look, I, I think there's – Come on. Yeah, I mean, look. I, yeah, I mean, if it's that's a great question. Um, it is. It's a great question for somebody that like myself now that's 35 years old. Um, I can look back and I can reflect on on my career. Um, but when you're also in it and you're racing every single weekend and you are you're in these pressure cooker situations to win championships, Supercross, Outdoors, Monster Cup and all these things, that definitely gets tiring. That gets long on the tooth for sure. Um, yeah. Just mental, the mental stress of that. But now that I've been retired for almost nine years now, um, I, all I can say is, is the older I get, I look back, the cooler it was. Um, and luckily, uh, pretty much my whole career has been documented on YouTube, right? So my kids that are seven can go back and look. And when I go to see and get to watch that stuff, um, man, is it really cool. But holy, did it go by really fast also. And everybody told me that. But man, when you live inside of that, inside of that pressure cooker you don't have time to come up and breathe and 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 see um and really uh and reflect and enjoy where you're at because of this because of how how much pressure is is on you to go and race and win 
Yep, I second what RV says, my man. Um, he is exactly right. Uh, the sacrifice certainly is worth it. It is lonely at the top. You're like a recluse. Uh, but in the position that RV and I have uh, have been lucky enough to be in now where we are at, we're very fortunate. And uh, you know what? Being a recluse and not having a whole bunch of friends at the time, uh, uh, although it may have seemed lonely, was definitely worth it. So. Mm-hmm. Yep, it can be lonely. All right, JTP Merp 2 who is the best leader in the industry, and what is the best leadership advice you can give? Ooh, that's, I mean, does it have to be a writer? Does it have to mm. be, what? yeah, that, that's a good question. Yeah, a little and open, it, but I would say, look, I think that I've said this before, that I love the characters that these writers are playing, and I had read a comment actually when I, uh, it was an AP comment that, that I had said, like, I love the character he's playing and somebody mm-hmm. kind of was rat balling me on there. and was like, Oh, he's not playing this character, blah, blah. You know how the fans are. Sometimes they get a little <laughs> chirpy and, and I'm like, yes, but if you know AP on like a, a, a normal, as a friend, like I know him, um, yeah. and on a normal level, like he, is he that guy that we see on TV? Yes, he is. But he's also, He's put it under a magnifying glass. He's bigger than life, and that's what I like to see. Hayden Deegan, um, um, AP, uh, you know, all these guys now that are that are you know coming out of their shell and 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 becoming more of a personality is exactly what we need. Um, I've said this before. I hate when these guys say say they ring out all their sponsors and look sponsors. We know that you guys like to get your name called out, but it's, I love to see these guys just throwing out a good interview and, and being who they, who they want to be. And the fans are loving it. Like AP, for example, he's got probably one of the thickest followings, one of the strongest followings. Um, and it's, and it's who he is. We has, he finally knocked down his very first race this year and win. And man, it's just, I, I love to see where it's going with these riders magnifying their character. Uh, to, to your point, uh, yeah, great. I think he he is for certainly certainly the character. I think we got a great group of characters as well. I mean, there's great guys. I think there's influential uh, people in our industry. I think there's a lot of influential people on the industry in general that don't race. Uh, yep. There's a laundry list of guys guys that uh, RV and I have uh, have worked with. So uh, there's 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 so many guys that uh, just there's too many to to mention, but there's certainly a lot of people, a lot of people off the track that don't race uh, that are good for this sport uh, mm-hmm. behind behind the scenes, I believe. Which this is a good one. Uh, this segues into uh, DB Shaner five. How come nobody ever showboats on the last lap like McGrath <laughs> or Pastrana did? Well. You know what, RV? I think they can thank me and you. I did. I did it the early years. Like I, yeah, we I just never, saw it on the opener. Your, your, your. Uh, what was it? A can can off the side. Yeah, there? boom. Like yeah. so. So everyone knows. And RV, I don't think you, you and I have never talked about this. Hell, I've never even talked about this. I'll never forget this. Like when my first season uh in 97 my biggest thing rv was like dude i want to win so i can do a parade lap so bad like and take a or victory lap that that was the thing like that that was kind of like the incentive like screw winning the race i just want to be able to win the race so i can go out and do a gnarly fat whip off the triple so um i just myself personally i feel like those days are kind those days are gone and 
um, it's important for those guys to get back to the, uh, the TV stuff as well. You know, like we got, we're on live television and you got to get back. The people on the podium are waiting. So there's an element of that. However, uh, I do feel like they could, they could celebrate a little bit more. It'd be cool to see that. Yeah. I mean, I agree. But the other thing as as we watched last year at Detroit AP, I mean, he was on his two to go one to go. And we, we watched him have that gnarly get off. Um, you know, it, anything can happen. So it's best to do the showboating and maybe the, the sprinkler and the dancing and jumping in the water afterwards. Make sure you knock down that, uh, get that win out of the way, get that bonus check actually cashed across the line before, before doing something like that. Only because, I mean, Millville 99 or 98 R- RC. I, I yeah. Remember going that's right 98 90 uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i know langston, langston it got langston uh i think for houston uh, that was houston, houston 2001 uh, i was there that's yeah. one on a ktm 250 yeah. correct yeah yeah he tried yeah. He, he did he did a one-hander did whatever off the triple and then there was like it was it was a gnarly steep landing yeah, no, it was a steep landing, and then there yeah. was like a three five footers afterwards where you could triple into the corner, and it was pretty difficult. Like you had to time it properly, and the, yeah. the last the last uh, five footer into the turn where you triple over, it was a steep landing, dude, and he yes. just barely clipped it and was gone. Go yeah. go on YouTube today and look at those two. Oh, I forgot about that. That one in '98 Millville was hilarious. Um, all right, Logan. Uh, Lucia, sorry for uh yep. butchering the name, but uh, all what right. is the race slash venue that all fans should go to at least once? Oof, there's well, a couple. Take, go I'll for it. Okay, I'll take it. Um, I, I for I, I so everybody's got to go see Redbud. Um, for for a national. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. Bud's Creek's Moto- always a motocross of nations. Got to yeah. do motocross of nations. Got to. Yeah, yeah. If you're talking event wise, yes, motocross of nations. That is num- That is the pinnacle of yeah. two wheel racing, motocross, and, and supercross racing. It's motocross of nations. If you've never been, and I, 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 I promise you, you won't be let down. Especially try to get what get over to Europe to watch one. Um, we do a great job here in the states. Don't get me wrong. But when you go to Europe, it's a different animal, um, and you guys will love it. Yeah, Daytona is good, and yep. I would say Daytona Supercross is one, and then the opening at Anaheim. Those those two are those two are incredible. Now with the uh, playoffs, SMX playoffs, I think those are going to continue to grow, and possibly mm-hmm. one of the playoff rounds will be good, especially the last one. Um, yep. All right, this is the uh, last last lap on the uh, rapid fire fan question. Uh, A.B. Hallett, what Supercross track was your Achilles heel and why? Which was your worst? What was your worst condition for Supercross, RV? Yeah, worst condition. I would say at the time, Dallas, so Arlington, Dallas, yeah. the dirt that we were racing on was uh, – very 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 hard clay the the mm-hmm. you had so much feedback through the motorcycle um yep. it was very slippery uh very very technical to ride on i hated the dirt at dallas i would prefer to ride any other stadium dirt except for <laughs> dallas um that was my achilles heel the bike didn't seem to work very well on it yes i've won there on those conditions but it was a struggle 
Yep, same. I'm exactly the same. I hated the dirt at Dallas. Loved racing there, but just uh, yeah. it's just um, yeah, yeah. Didn't didn't prefer the dirt. It wasn't very forgiving, and uh, mm. it could it could reach up and bite you. I've had some um, <laughs> I've had some incredible moments there that were some that I'd love to for have have forgotten. But uh, that was it for the uh, rapid uh, fan. Um, rapid fire fan questions good job rv that was awesome yeah, yeah. and as promised we love the engagement thank you we're sorry that we don't get to all of your questions quite frankly uh this series has been too good that uh, we can't over overlook and, and and not talk about all the great racing and the action that has been going on and uh, the podcast the podcast has grown so uh it's much harder to get to all the questions as well so we got to uh there's a lot that we had to do, but we appreciate you guys, and hopefully uh, we're able to pay you guys back. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles on a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Uh, getting into it. Um, if you haven't yet, go over to Boxo, boxousa.com, and, and check them out while we get into the uh, Boxo breakdown. An incredible company. Um, they got everything that you need from a tool perspective. Um, there you got the uh, RC signature moto box right there. They come in a three drawer or a five drawer. The five drawer actually has uh, three drawers on the bottom that is open. Um, and then if you get one, uh, you will have my signature on there as well. Uh, but nevertheless, they got great, uh, great stuff. Check them out. But for the Boxo breakdown this week, um, another fan question, Jeff underscore equipment underscore operator. He asks, uh, what do y'all think about them changing how the whoops are built? No longer using a front-end loader to only building them with a dozer and limiting them to no more than nine. Um, RV, you did a lot of the heavy lifting. Okay, here's the th- let me let me take this one, and you're you're happy to comment, obviously. Yep. yep. So here's what I think about the whoops. Um, there has we we talked about it on last week's show. There has been data proven that most of the wrecks happen after the ninth whoop. I mean, I know some of you guys, all you keyboard warriors like RV will say you'll start chirping and you guys are going to get on me and flame me about how I know there are people who follow before the the nine whoops. But the data shows that it's normally around the 11th or 12th whoop, which makes more sense if you think about it. I mean, if dude, if you fall before the ninth whoop or like the sixth whoop, you're you 
there's something has uh, gone uh, yes. very, 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 very yeah. wrong. But I think it's two sides. Um, I'm okay yeah. with the nine whoop. Is it ideal? No. Uh, but if it's for safety, I'm all for it. Uh, myself, selfishly, I like dozer whoops um, better just because they're they're not as steep on the face and they don't chunk out as much and they don't get cupped out as much. But I'm not racing, so my opinion maybe doesn't matter. Like like I said, selfishly, if I was racing, I loved dozer whoops because of that reason. Um, I see both sides. If you're a whoop guy, you're wanting a crap load of whoops. If you're not a whoop guy, you're loving the nine whoop uh, strategy where you can just go three, 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 and you're done. Short and simple. What I do like about the shorter whoops and what I, and I've been very outspoken about this. I don't like when the whoops are separated. RV, you and I disagree on this. You liked gnarly whoops um, or you liked them to be a separator. I believe you said at one yep. time last year, I don't like that just from my position on in the booth because I feel like it separates the field too much. And then we get a race where it's like, it's, it's just, it, 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 you know, there's too much of a separation. Yeah, there's a runaway. There's a runaway. Yeah, there's, there's a, a runaway. And so from a booth standpoint, I don't like it that way. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I hated uh, the older I got, the more I hated gnarly whoops. So <laughs> I think it's, I think it, you know what, like this is where it's so opinion based as far as the facts go. The facts are that the the crashes happen after the ninth whoop. So I'm happy for that for the, uh, for for the nine whoop rule but uh, yep. as far as the rest i'm just sitting here spewing spewing out of my mouth because it's opinions and it doesn't really matter what i like what do you yeah think? yeah no I, I look i like i be like you said i i i liked longer whoops i was always pretty good in them i it was it is a separator um you know i think that there's ways you, you if you have more than nine you don't have to make them as big um maybe make them like you said dozer whoops um, dragon's back, same thing. It sounds like there's not going to be dragon's backs, but the way I look at it is don't make the jump, you know, at the, the distance from the takeoff of the dragon's back to your landing point so far, shrink that up to where, you know, an 85 could jump it or a 125 could jump it essentially make the dragon's back, make the whoops on the dragon's back a bit smaller, you know, um, because it just comes down and also it comes down where you put dragons back on what type of condition, what type of dirt. Um, do you put a dragons back, a big gnarly dragons back at Phoenix or Dayton or at, um, at Arlington? Maybe not. Um, or if it's Detroit where you know, you're going to have deep, deep ruts, Maybe you build a dragon's back that is just a mellow dragon's back that everybody eventually can just instead of blitzing, they're going to go three up and then one off. Don't make the 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 pockets so deep for the motorcycle. Ah. So I mean, there's different ways you can you can go about it. You can think about it. Uh, I know that they're they're talking about not doing that, or they've already decided to not do that. But I think there's ways that you could make it. Um, and still have those obstacles because those obstacles have been around for, for a very, very long time. Um, and I'm not saying we have to keep them around still, but right. I like dragons back. I like longer set of whoops, but there's ways I think you can make them smaller, make them easier to where, you know, these riders aren't, uh, you know, like the safety factor, like you said, the, the data shows after nine is potentially where they crash. So, yeah, uh, I, dude, I hated, I hated them. Uh, you know, I, I just, I, I just always did. Um, they're a lot different. And, and I think the inconsistency of them, um, was, was what was challenging one weekend, you know, you could jump through them or where they were, if they were right out of a corner RV, they were, they were a little easier for me. Cause I could just go like two, 
you know, two out and over. Um, So I didn't like the fast ones where you had to totally commit. I was just so scared that I was going to hit the top one and go over. Um, I do inherently the supercross and motocross is, is dangerous. And there are going to be times where you're going to be faced with making a decision. And if that decision comes to, in my, in my mind, if you want to, if you want to sack up, if you will, and, and hit, hit it with speed and, and go fast, but know that uh, the, the backside of that is, you know, you're risking a lot more than, you know what, I'm, uh, you know, that's the risk you take. Yeah. You, I mean, if no you really had to ask me, I'd rather jump a dragon's back or go through a long set of whoops and have to jump some massive quad mid, middle rhythm section. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So I don't know, like, listen, you have choices. No one's making you do anything. Yes, there are riders that are forcing you into position that you probably yes. don't want to be in, but that could be anything. That could be like you just said on a quad. Great question, uh, Jeff Equipment Operator. That's our Boxo breakdown. Again, make sure you go over to uh, Boxo USA. Check them out. We talk about it all. This is one of my favorite things, lifetime warranty, super easy. Um, moving along, clicking gears, uh, we'll talk about the schedule. Uh, there's been a lot of chatter for a Dunlop due diligence, um, Dunlop, uh, best tires, uh, RV. You've worked with yep. them forever. I've worked with them oh, yeah. forever. Some of the hardest working guys in the paddock. I mean, I think of Brian, uh, Brian Fleck right off the, uh, right off the top. Just a uh, guy's been around forever. One of the nicest dudes in the paddock, but, uh, Dunlop leading tire in the uh, industry. All the top guys are using them and we appreciate you guys, uh, Dunlop. So, uh, with, they're going to be doing some, uh, some fun stuff on the pod as well. They're working on that. So we'll have some information for you there. Uh, Evan Smith, 213. Um, he asks, why is the order of racing still flipped? Uh, the racers and viewers don't seem to like it. We got some sound on tape from uh, Arl- or Glendale's winner, uh, RJ Hampshire. Aaron, roll what RJ has to say about this. I don't know. I don't think. I, I think there's a lot of excitement in the 250 class. Like, if you send us out first, like it's not going to change anything. Um, yeah, the ratings were high for the first round, but also I feel like the ratings have been high all year. Um, I don't know if that necessarily would have changed anything. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really care for it. I would rather the other way, uh, especially those those LCQ guys. Like, dude, that was not that was not fair. Like, for even having a red flag and then literally off the track straight on the line. Like, that's that should not happen. Mm. Yeah. Wait, wait. <clears throat> Go ahead. Oh, wait. No, wait. I mean, you okay. The night schedule. Every okay. This is why they're doing the night schedule and most people like this is why they change it for those of you who don't know. Um and this this was uh, I wouldn't even say a test but uh, to, to come out with the premier class, especially from um, an NBC standpoint uh, when we're on the big NBC uh, to have the premier class coming out. That's no disrespect to the to the 250s. That's just the way it is. It's the way it is in a lot of sports. And um, so it, I, I, I like that from a viewer standpoint and everyone's going to everyone's going to benefit from that. Um, you know, the, the, the top class coming out like that, if it draws more viewers and the ratings said that it was, yes. Well, like RJ said, I want to be crystal clear when I say this. Yes, the viewership has been up all year long, but that particular event was the, was even, even better. Was it, was it because of the four fifties? 
I guess we'll find out moving forward. So I think that that had something to do with it. Unfortunately, the comp- most things like that are, are going to come with a compromise. And uh-huh. RV, that compromise is, and RJ talked about it, um, is the LCQ. The 250 LCQ being right on top of the 250 main. Do I agree with it? Uh, I, I don't think that it's ideal. Certainly no. not. And it's definitely not going to be ideal um, in, a, in a mud race. For sure. No. Now, I, I I understand that RJ is saying like he thinks that the 250s are exciting and like that they bring exciting that they bring exciting races to uh, exciting racing to the broadcast. Of course they do. No one's not. No one's saying that they're not. But what they are. But what should be known. And again, it's no it's no disrespect to any of the young guys coming up. You guys are going to be 450s someday. So you'll have your time to shine at the premier level. You have to understand that <laughs> the 450 class carries more weight and carries more validation from a name recognition standpoint. And again, it's not a slight towards anyone in the 250 class. I love the 250 class. It's fun. The racing is shorter. It's it's it, it's cool, but it's also fun. And I was skeptical of the change uh, as well, but it is fun to come out, especially this year to come at the top of the show and see the, let the, letting them bid big dogs eat. Um, yep. Unfortunately, it comes with a compromise. I don't have the answer of what I think they should do with the LCQ. I will say, does it, does it suck f- to go from the LCQ to the main event? Of course. But if you guys are professional athletes, five extra minutes shouldn't kill you, you know? So that, I mean, you want to play hardball, let's play hardball. So that, that's what I think. Um, if anyone has a suggestion, um, if this is going to say, if anyone has a suggestion of what they think they should do for the, uh, uh, last chance qualifier for the 250, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, no, <clears throat> I'm sure there's, uh, do you like it? Do you like the, do you like the change? Now, let me ask you this to clarify. So this is the new, this change is going to be from the rest of the season on. Oh, I don't know about that. I, I okay. do know that I, well, I don't know this. I have an idea that uh, I feel like if, if the ratings prove that it's better, it's better. I, would, I would assume that it would stick around uh, okay. for, for um, the time being. You look, uh, as I, there's no current, listen, there's no current date to change that and, and make plan. it concrete. Okay. okay. Uh, everyone yep. is just looking at Feld, NBC, all the powers that be, uh, they're looking and they're playing and they're tweaking and seeing. They're analyzing how to improve. You can't fault them for that. And yep. unfortunately, the 250 last chance came out of compromise. And I'll be honest, um, I know we need our privateers and I know they're good for the sport and I know they, they take up, you know, they fill some spots on the gate. Yeah. But um, look, I people might not like what I have to say right here, but it, it is what it is. If you're in the last chance, um, that's a rough spot to be in. If you're a factory rider or if you're just a privateer and, and you do have that, that, that where it basically almost overlaps. Yeah. That's a tough scenario to be in. Stay out of the last chance is what I would tell my kid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you well, know, um, don't put yourself in that position. Now there's a lot of these, these, a lot of these privateers they're in there every weekend. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and it is tough to go back, regroup, new goggles, barely take your helmet off, get a swig of water, and get back down <clears throat> to the line. But uh, 
that's the way it is. And eventually your body will get used to it and it won't be something new. Right now it's foreign and they don't like it, but that's just because it's new and it's foreign to their body. And <clears throat> I think that all goes away if, if, this is, if this is put into play, put into motion, and this is the, way, the new way it's going to be. One or two seasons down the road, you're not going to know any difference. Right. Um, dude, co-producer, old Curly, I mean, J.H., <laughs> he says, uh, maybe move. This is this would be a cool suggestion and maybe it's something to try. Not always is the KTM Junior Challenge. Uh, K- I'm sorry. I know they changed the, that, what that race. Name that's is. what it is to us, Ricky. Yeah, that's thank you. <laughs> see, but hey, our producer, Bondo, he wouldn't like that. He's like, got to get it right, RC. I'm like, OK, um, maybe move the KTM Junior race after the uh 250 LCQ. Um, maybe that's a fair compromise. Gives them a little bit of time. It's not yeah. like stacked right on top of each other. Maybe, maybe. I mean, would that suffice for you guys? Some of the people that disagree with the schedule yep. change or disagree with the what the compromise was. Who knows? I I I kind of like that idea. But listen, man. Like this is what I feel like Feld and uh, has done a good job at, and I feel like where we have needed to be better. If you look at other leagues and organizations, RV is I feel like we we we're not open to changing rules when maybe they needed to be changed, right? Like I look at NASCAR, and I'm not saying they do everything right, or whether it's the NBA or NFL, they're constantly I feel like tweaking things to to and, and evolving. So so they're trying to do that, and it's for the better of the sport. So everyone gets paid the dollars that they want to get paid, right? So I, yeah. I'm okay with, like, tweaking this. And I understand yeah. it's going to come at a compromise. Something's going to be compromised, right? Always, like, yeah. are you cool with it? Like, just trying it? I think so. And if you don't try it, you're not going to know if it works or right. not. And maybe you go back to the drawing board and say, hey, that didn't work. Now, but what we saw from this is like this. Now, if this is this is a topic and JH throws in that, let's move the KTM challenge in between there. And okay, boom. If we wouldn't have done previous, made the previous move, would we know what to do now? And, you know, let's say put the KTM junior challenge right there and, and give these guys, you know, an extra 12 minutes or whatever it is. That's right. Carrying on. All right, we're putting that to rest. Carrying on with the due, uh, Dunlop due diligence. Uh, Colby Harris, I like this one. Um, do y'all think there should be an age, age limit in the 250 class since technically it's a developmental series? Yeah, I don't know, dude. I, I, development series, yes. I've, been, I've heard it been called that. Um, I don't know I if I really... It, I think there needs to be tweaking, anymore. dude. I yep. think there needs to be. I think there needs to be tweaking. Um, I think there needs to be. Uh, yeah, the two fifty class, in my opinion, and I don't have the right answers. RV, maybe you and I were talking about this at uh, Motocross of Nations after a couple uh, glasses of red, but uh, I, I I don't know. Like, a, is there a is there a cap salary cap? Um, I, I don't, dude. There's so many ways of looking at it. Is there a race number? Uh, that these guys cap out at is there an is there an age limit? Um, I don't know. Is it, you I know, mean, is this there... is this is how I look at it. Is you got a, you got Hayden Deegan right at eighteen years old last year, eighteen or nineteen years old, came out and waxed all the boys that were in their twenty sevens, twenty eights, twenty nines at in the last three SMX rounds. He was he was the champion at the end of that a three race series, right? So mm-hmm. the way I look at it is 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 
you know, and it's age. Yes, it's just a number. Are these guys? Do you get smarter as you get older? Yes. Do you get more mature as you get older? Yes. But we had an 18 year old, 19 year old kid beat R.J. Hampshire or beat you know a lot of these older um, you know racers that are up in their mid to to late twenties. Um, you know, I think if you put an age gap on it, you take guys, you, you know, Jordan Smith, R.J. Hampshire. Um, um, Max Anstey, and you move these guys up to the 450 class. Um, yes, we are in a position right now that we've never been in with, with Triumph coming on board, with Beta coming on, and also Ducati right up to line up on the line here very shortly. Um, mm-hmm. So now we have some more factory seats available, but mm-hmm. the thing is, is what I don't, what, what fans maybe don't understand is, is, is the, how big the jump actually is from the two, from the, from the 250 class to the 450. You might, yeah. if RJ or Jordan Smith or Max Anstey or, you know, Austin Forkner can't get it right in the, in the 250 class, there's <laughs> no chance they're going to get it right in the 450 class. So yes, has it taken them X amount of years to develop themselves and get more mature and, and just in, and mentally be stronger. Yes, it has. Um, and that's exactly what they needed. So if you put them in the 450 class, I see you, I see them going away very quickly. Um, but like I said, starting this conversation, Hayden Deegan won all three or won the SMX rounds overall for, for the 250 class and beat a lot of those older, um, older, older guys in this, in the 250 class. So I look at it as like, I don't, I don't think I, I like it where it's at right now. I mean, these, these young kids, Levi kitchen, for example, I mean, yes, he's a smidge bit older, but if you actually look at how many gate drops he has, he doesn't have very many gate drops. He's up there holding his own with these guys that are in their, you know, late twenties. Um, I've been doing it, plenty have been doing it for a very long time. So uh, right now, if you just had it where every single race, you had somebody that was RJ Hampshire, Max Anstey and Jordan Smith that are all up in their mid twenties, late twenties. And it was just a, cl- they cleaned everybody's clock every single weekend. Then yes, we need to talk about implementing a rule, but right now they can't do that. Yeah. There you so. go. All right. That's the Dunlop due diligence section. Um, we had a, a, a litany of questions uh, this, this week. And like I said, we were backed up on, on getting these back. So we appreciate Dunlop. Go check them out. Uh, again, they got uh, everything that you need. And the cool thing is they're grassroots. They'll be at all the amateur. They're at all the amateur races. I'm sure they're at the GNCCs as well set up. Just a great group of people and they work really hard. So uh, we appreciate you Dunlop. Thanks for being a part of Dogs are an important part of our lives. That means protecting them from parasites. Ask your vet about NexGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NexGuard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection against fleas, ticks, heartworm disease, roundworms, and hookworms. Plus, they're delicious and easy to give. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Ask about NextGuard Plus Choose. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride. Every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I know how to run a hair salon, but for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. 
She's a small business owner, too, so she knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. 24. Before we get to the quad lock question, um, I had there was two, two questions really quick uh, from Colby Kemp. Why is there not a better process in place for lap riders? How can technology help? And I think that the AMA and everyone that, uh, you know, the sanctioning bodies, they should strongly consider one-way radio communication. Um, I use yes. Cardo systems on my stuff. Like when we go on our adventure rides, I've used it at the goat farm when I uh, owned it with uh, Savachi, you know, like calling out his lap times. I mean, listen, these people are professionals. If you have a spotter that is, um, you know, doing your radio communication, um, dude, it's it, it from a safety perspective, it works so well, as simple as. Um, you know, Ryan, if I'm, if I'm your spotter, Hey Ryan, go, go to the right here on this lane. There's a guy on the inside that's down, be careful. Or, Hey, Hey Ryan, there's a lapper coming up here. Or if I am spotting for a lapper, you know, uh, Hey, uh, the leaders are coming up, you know, go to the inside right here. Yeah. Dude, dude, it's that simple. I am, there is no way in hell that the AMA is going to tell me otherwise that it's not an advantage and how it could be such a safety uh, uh, implication to have radio communication, dude. I, uh, for the life of me, I just, I, I they, they're not going to sell that on me. How it, how yeah, it and, 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 and I think, you know, I think it opens up the whole, <laughs> whole nother can of worms in a good way of, of letting the fans into, into during, during um, our practices, when we're doing, making just little tweaks to the motorcycle before the night show, before the qualifiers, before any of that, these riders that are out there and the three practices that they have, you know, the, the free, it's one free and two timed, and you're able to get out there and just get a little more info. You know, like you said, they make really good custom earpieces that can go in your ear. Um, you know, the red lights, the, the red cross flags, all those things. I agree. One way, not to where the rider can talk and you can't get crossed in channels and all those things. I think you just have a spotter like NASCAR where it's, and you're not going to be on it a lot. To be honest, I bet you, you might, there might be some races that those spotters wouldn't even come over the guy's right. head. You know? No. Um, it, no. it might be, I mean, literally could be two or three sentences in a whole 20 minute main event, um, depending on what's, you know, what's happening on the track. But I agree. I think it's something that we, sh- we need, or we should, yes. no, we need it. Um, yeah. I'd love to start experimenting with it and then tying it into race day live program, um, potentially right. even, even the broadcast, you know, right. I, I know there's that we have the capabilities of doing that. Um, you know, uh, just obviously funding and things like that. And, 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 and we just, we're going to have to test with it a little bit. <clears throat> so yeah. I love it. Yeah, I, I, I do too. And, uh, yeah, dude, I love it. I, I, I think going back to what we were talking about last week about the rules, I believe you're allowed to practice with radio communication. You're just not allowed to race. I could be wrong, but I thought that there was, because it always used to blow my mind, or maybe this was just at the, uh, Monster Energy Cup race back in the day. You 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 won the million yep. once. Uh, I thought that they were allowing people to use radio comms during practice, just not race. I need to go back and uh, check and see if they're allowed to use it. You know, during practice. So anyhow, all right. Um, you know what? This is a, a a great question this week. Quadlock. If you haven't been to Quadlock, go check them out. Um, I got a new mountain bike the other day. 
and uh, nice. got my new yeah, I got my new quad lock mount uh, mounted up on my handlebars. Really nice. Got my phone there. Probably shouldn't have my phone there all the time. Did a lot of single track in Florida, but uh, Quadlock, uh, great, great company. They're out of Australia. Um, they got everything that you need: cases, the wallets, uh, chargers as well. They got a desk charger, nightstand charger. Uh, you name it, they got it. I love my, I love their stuff. Go check them out at quadlockcase.com. And uh, for the Quadlock question of the week, the winner is uh, Efrain underscore one hundred three. What? What's it going to take to win the championship? Consistency, raw speed, or talent? I'm assuming he's, I'm, I'm assuming um, Efrain 103 is talking about the 450. So, what would be your analysis on this, RV? Well, Efrain is going to take all three of those, <laughs> all four of those, right? You have to be consistent. Um, you have to have the speed. I mean, you have to run, be able to run the speed of the top guys and, and win races. You can't, I mean, yes, technically, can you win a championship with maybe only a couple of race wins or, or, or yep. one or two? It's been done in the past, um, but it's, it's a lot harder. But so you got to get, have the raw speed to, to win races. You got to be consistent and you have to have the talent and talent um, or, being refined on the motorcycle with all the different conditions we ride, you know, having a, having an off weekend, what I consider an off weekend when I was racing an off weekend to me would be second to third place. It wasn't fifth through eighth. Um, an off weekend was, was, uh, like I said, still there fighting for podium position every single time. If I wasn't feeling it or if the bike wasn't, uh, wasn't great on that track, I had to make do with what it was. And I had to, pull through and get that machine up on the podium. So it's going to take every, all three of those, all four of those, what you, what, what I just spoke on, what, what he threw in for the question, you can't win this championship with this field of riders, the depth of these, the depth of our field right now with, without having all three of those things. There you go. Um, I agree. Um, you know, we talked to Jason Anderson before the series started um, on media days. This is at the beginning of December, RV. And I don't know if I told you this, but he said something. And I really, you know, you, you got to you take this into consideration because Anderson is one of the oldest guys out there right now that has won a championship um, yep. outside of Eli. I think him and them two are close in age. But he said, like, you know, you need everything to win a supercross championship this year. He, you need, you need speed, you need starts, you need consistency. He's like, you need everything where maybe before like RV back in our day, we could rely on, you know, our, our fitness, maybe on the, on, on certain days where we weren't the fastest. Uh, but then some days we were the fastest and we, and we had the best fitness. So, yeah. Um, I, I agree exactly with, with, with what you said. And I, I love what Jason Anderson told us because he's, he's exactly right. See, he's been in a stage, I feel like where he could rely on fitness, like go back when he was at the Baker factory, when he won, uh, in 2018, I feel like consistency and being in shape maybe was more prevalent than having to have the speed. I mean, there was yeah. no, make no mistake about it. When I won my championships, I wasn't always the fastest guy where yeah. I do feel like this is what's gnarly about this championship this year. RV is dude, you, you have to be fast, right? And yeah. you have to be consistent and you have to be good, good at starting, you yeah. know, like and willing to push that edge too. You know, like 
and willing to ride on 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 just below that or at that edge of of making a you know mistake like that's what these guys are doing and i think that's one thing that we haven't really seen with eli yet and i'm hoping to see it and that's why we brought up daytona give him the buy give him the buy for arlington and daytona yeah. you know it comes to being comfortable you have to be comfortable but you also have to be com- comfortable pushing the limit and that's what that's these guys right. are doing and i'm hoping we're going to get that out of him but we haven't seen it and look where he's kind of fallen in, you know. He hasn't he hasn't had some stellar weekends the last couple weekends. Yeah. The um and, and to the last thing to expand on this, and this is why you win the um, quad lot question of the week, Efrain, is because uh, you, you're able. We were able to go in depth, and I feel like from a champion's perspective, like RV and myself, like it's it's a it's a it's a deeper thought of of how you win these championships and what goes into it. And like, you just, you, you, you can't cover up a mistake this year. Like you could in the past, you know, you're not, you're not just going to walk away from a sixth or a seventh place and everything's going to be okay. It's going to sting a little bit more than I, than years past. And the history shows that like, this is the best, uh, best point series, uh, that we've seen since, uh, the mid eighties, I believe is what, uh, Clinton Fowler from Fowler's facts was telling us, or we went fast. So, uh, Right. So it's good. Uh, great stuff. Um, Ephraim uh, underscore 103 slide into the uh, title 24 uh, Instagram DM. JH will set you up with quad lock and then he'll pass you along the quad lock. Quad lock will get you dialed and um, and send you uh, send you some cool stuff. Make sure you post about it and uh, hopefully you like it. I'm sure that you will. They make insane, um, insane product uh, moving along. United Motorsports, they got six locations uh, in the Kentucky, Ohio region. Uh, Ray Butts is a great friend of mine. Um, he has done a great job over there. Uh, grassroots, they're going to be posted up. You can see their uh, building right there. Just incredible. They got a lot of our product. You talk about uh, quad lock. Boxo, Dunlop, uh, they got that in stores. You can go in store and get uh, all of the all of the product that we uh, we push here on Title 24 is in store. They do a um, $15 purchase for the first time buy-in. Um, remember, if you sign up, um, we got a I think we got a banner right there at the bottom. Sign up to UnitedMotorsports.com forward slash Title 24. When you sign up for the first time, you'll get a $15 credit uh, to your purchase. And after that, um, United Motorsports is picking out a lucky winner each week that they will get whoever signs up. You get a one-time, you have an opportunity at a one-time uh, $50 uh, uh, cash prize to go towards your uh, your purchase as well. So that's cool. Nice. United Motorsports, check them out. Uh, they got a great online appearance, parts and pieces, whatever you need. Make sure you go by there. So the United Motorsports moment of the week is this week. Arlington, dude, we got the um, we got the 250 East back in action. Uh, they're going to be in the saddle for a while now. I think what they got five rounds in a row, so that's that's going to be good. And of course, the 450, we are it. We just talked about it coming off the quad lock question of the week. Um, I'm looking forward to the United Motorsports uh, moment of the week. I think it's going to be fun. Arlington is always a good one. RV, you take it away, brother. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be good. Good to have the East back for for yep. for the 250 class. You know, like um, that's always like obviously once you know when we when we start our season, we get the West Coast and we get the 450 guys in there, and then it kind of gets on a you find your your position, you find your um, 
your ha- your uh, what what's the word I'm looking for? Everything kind of falls into place, and then all of a sudden we throw the East Coast involved. So I'm still excited about you know East Coast because we haven't had many races yet. Um, you know, so like I'm looking forward to see what Hayden's going to come out um, and do. How is he going to recover coming into into Arlington? Um, after, after that, you know, his, his bars being bent down that first term pileup. And there was a lot, there was a lot of guys wrapped up in that first term pileup, um, that took a lot of heavy hitters out of, out of the equation for that round one. So that being said, yes, Austin rode phenomenal, but he also was kind of out there in no man's land with, by himself. Right. So now we're going to see if all these, all, all the heavy hitters get through the first turn, what are what, what you know? How's he going to handle the pressure if he's sitting up in that in that top spot, um, pulls the whole shot, um, or how's he going to recover if he doesn't get that start? You know, with all the with all the heavy hitters now involved, if they make it through the first turn. So that's what I'm kind of looking for. Um, yep. As the 450 class, uh, you know, kind of kind of same same. I think that we're going to see we're going to see Jet obviously be be, be phenomenal. AP. Yep. Um, Coop, Coop's who I think I'm going to have my eye on. Like I said, um, for this weekend, yeah. I want to see what Coop can pull out, where he's going to, you know, how good he's going to be, where he positions himself, and then moving on, looking a little bit farther forward, um, Eli for Daytona. That's that's yeah. those are my two guys. I'm kind of looking for right because yeah, yep, yeah, yep, totally, absolutely. I think Sexton, you know, how does he rebound with that hurt hand? That's what I'm looking for too. Yep. All this talk about it, Aaron, roll the track map. Let's see what we got. Um, I thought I saw it earlier this week, but uh, let's see what we got for the track map. Um, I mean, ah, ooh, 90 degrees start. Yep. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, some shorter lanes, it looks like. Anytime that the start, you can see at the top of the screen, is uh, takes up that much room, that's going to make for very short lanes after that start lane. You know, so uh, one set of yeah. whoops for guys that uh, are in the whoops, uh, or that's their Achilles heel. They're gonna they're they're lucky with only one set. However, I will say I feel like Ryan, you would know better because you've raced there more currently than I have. That those whoops there are not very forgiving because of the dirt. Correct? Yeah, they can be. They can be. So the good thing about what you know what dirt work dirt works does is we do get the dirt kind of changed out, right? Like I've I've seen that in the past, right? Where you'll show up and you might have a set of the dirt there for two or three or four years. And then all of a sudden you'll come up and they have a, they have a new blend or a new mixture. Maybe they had to, maybe they, they just bought new dirt or if it rains or they have too much sand mixed into. So we'll yep. see. I believe the dirt has been getting better over the years at Arlington. It's not uh-huh. so, so rock hard. Um, but yeah, if you have big whoops, I hope they build big whoops. It does make it, that's part of Supercross for me. So I'd like to see some medium to bigger whoops. Um, you know, cause it really, it does separate the field. Uh, but if we're making nine now, you can go three, three, three. Uh, so it, I, it, it, we'll see. I think there'll be more than nine with that one, with that you just, think? just one set. Yeah. I think there, there'll be more room there to, to put, put, yep. to put nine, I think. So maybe, maybe 11, see. who knows? We'll, we'll dude, we'll check it out. Um, here's a little, um, preview of what's cooking. For uh, if you want to tune into NBC or or Peacock, there you go. Race Day Live starts Saturday, 1.30 p.m. Eastern. That'll be live on Peacock or the Super Motocross Video Pass, as you know. Pre-race show starts on Peacock at uh, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. That'd be 5.30 uh, Central Time. 
And uh, as always, every Thursday, as you know, we got the um, SMX Insider Show. And then uh, the big dance starts at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it'll be live on Peacock, of course, and that is uh, SMX Round 7. It's going to be a lot of fun for you guys, and uh, I'm excited. Um, Arlington is always fun. Um, again, um, RV, you talked about it. Dude, the 450 class has just been insane. It's going to be fun to tune in. Everybody mm-hmm. make sure they do that. Remember, if, uh, if if you're only listening to us and you're not watching Title 24, we are on all um, apps across the board. You name it, we're on all uh, platforms. So make sure you uh, check out all pod- podcast platforms. And then uh, we're always um, on Motorsports on NBC's YouTube page, as well as we're live on Peacock. Where um, you can, if you if you haven't seen past episodes, you can go back on Peacock and watch uh, episodes from behind. Like if you want to talk about the rules that we talked about last um, last week's episode. Go watch last week's on Peacock. So um, we appreciate everybody. Again, all of our partners, United Motorsports, Quad Lot Case, Boxo USA, and, of course, Dunlop Tires. RV, great job on the um, rapid fire yep. fan questions. That was good. Fans, thanks for all the engagement. Keep That's sending right. those questions. Download that uh, podcast and um, get into uh, get into our Instagram pages and uh, get that interaction. We appreciate it. And we will see you next week. Dogs are an important part of our lives, and keeping them protected is a top priority, especially against nasty parasites. That's why you got to check out NextGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NextGuard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks, prevents heartworm disease. Plus, it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms. That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious beef-flavored, soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NextGuard Plus Chews. They're the one-and-done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. I know how to run a hair salon, but for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. She's a small business owner, too, so she knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor... State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today.